Hola! Oh my Mi god. I, literally... I don't know what that means. It means my name is Matthew. Oh. Hi, I'm, I'm Dallas. This is Paranormal PD. Yes. Why don't you start with Paranormal PD? That's who we are. That's what we're talking about. I don't know how to say about. that in Spanish. Uh, I think it's probably just Mi amo Paranormal PD. That's our name. Have a good, good idea there, buddy. Yeah. Well, there's a reason we're talking in Spanish. <laughs> what is the reason? Because <laughs> we're doing a Spanish-based episode. I just want to come off and say this right now. It's going to be a great episode, but this is potentially the worst entrance to an episode we've ever had. <laughs> I'm <laughs> trying we, to switch it up. I'm trying we, to broaden our u- listeners so that we can attract more users from Spanish-speaking countries. Because you know what they say, right? What? They're the sleeping giant of the world. Like... You know, I know Brazilians speak Portuguese, but there's a yeah. lot of people there. There's like, well, a couple hundred million. Like, we okay. need to tap into our resources. We got so Mexico. I'm here Spain. with you. Hold on. I'm here with you, and I agree. But you can't even pronounce words from the language you've been speaking your entire life correctly. How yeah. do you plan on doing this with Spanish and Portuguese and all the other languages of... By know? trying my hardest. And I think everybody can appreciate that. No one can appreciate that. Okay, stop. We're going to get canceled. We are Paranormal PD. We have social media. Please follow us before we get canceled. Yes. Uh, we have an Instagram. Okay, I guess even though we said we were going to change up how we did this, I'm a, I'll no, do it. Instagram is the Paranormal underscore PD. We have Twitter. The Paranormal PD. We have a TikTok. We have a TikTok. Yeah. The Paranormal underscore PD. We're going to get TikTok famous, guys. And uh, we have an email. The paranormal police department at gmail.com. Please I want continue to... sending stories. Yeah. I got another story, by the way. Did you? Yes, I very did. Very nice. Very nice. I got another story. So I appreciate you. You know who you are. I Big don't. shout out. Well, I can't be doxing people like that. You do it every episode. <laughs> no. Okay. Hold on, though. Okay. I just want to state. It doesn't make sense that we've had to fight for these usernames that we have because... There's no other paranormal PD. So why are you people taking up the good usernames? Why am I having to throw underscores in there? Knock it off. Yeah. We already reached out to TikTok to get verified. Same with Twitter. No big deal. Yeah. Blue check mark. We may or may not have paid for it. Yeah. For the three people that follow us. (laughs) One (laughs) of which is me. (laughs) The other which is Matthew. We do have a Twitter, guys. Just in case you didn't. You missed the first part. It's uh, we're trying to blow it up. (laughs) <laughs> all right let's get down to business let's get down to the real stuff here no more no more lollygagging dilly dallying yeah we're here talking about a serious topic today it is pretty serious actually it is and it's got some history it goes back it's a, it's a tale as early as time is it i would say so <laughs> i don't know i mean it's definitely pretty old i don't know if it's that old we're talking about the one and only fountain of youth Yes, the fountain of youth. The youthful fountain. The water that makes you feel good. The Oh. <laughs> you never thought about that one, did you? I think a good Fiji makes Vodka. you feel good. Does oh, that sorry. mean Fiji is the fountain of youth? It's artesian well water, sir. Okay. It's better than the fountain of youth. So, for people who don't know, the fountain of youth is exactly what it sounds like. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty self-explanatory. We can probably cut the episode now. Yeah, that's it. Um, it's a fountain that has, you know, been recounted around the world for thousands of years, all the way back to the fifth century BC. 
uh, during Alexander the Great's time, third uh, century AD, during the Crusades. It yeah. was mentioned in the twelfth and eleventh centuries, uh, and then most popularly in the Age of Exploration, which I will talk about. Okay, but like I said, it's been around for a very long time. There is a lot of places where people, you know, say, oh, here's the Fountain of Youth. Yeah. But some of the, you know, the legends and the stories behind it is it will cure aging. So it will make you youthful again. Yes. It will reverse aging. Some have said. A a couple have. Yeah. Uh, Some of them say it will cure sicknesses. So it it won't be like, you know make you young but it might cure your sickness that you have you you said that yes okay um if you drink or bathe in it so there's some of the that's a little little tad bit about it hey i actually also have a story that allegedly it might be able to bring something back to life okay you don't want to that's the big one right there that is the big one carry on so unlike my introduction where we started in chronological order, we're going out of chronological order because we got to get the big story. We got to get the big one out. We got to start with the big one and that's the Caribbean and oh. specifically Mr. Ponce de Leon. Oh, wow. Very you know famous. Who Ponce de Leon is? He's a historical character. He may or may not have been. Was he part of the Spanish empire? He was. Was he a conquistador? I don't know. Um, Sounds like it. I I know we had mentioned it, but you you're the one that did the research on that, so I don't know if that's actually accurate. He's more of an explorer. Okay, so there's technically that is a. I mean, yeah, he's part of them, but did he pillage like all of the places that he went to? No, there's actually a lot of. well, yeah, I guess he did. So he's a conquistador. All he right. did force labor and raise crop and all that stuff. That's, yeah. When he was a governor. Okay, so. Typical. During Ponce de Leon's initial, you know, voyages to the New World, there's some that said he thought he was thought to be with Christopher Columbus on his second voyage to the New World. Um, and... He kind of was during that time, he heard stories from local people. Uh, So some of the stuff during like his time in uh, the New World in 1493, he stayed in uh, Hispaniola, which is Haiti, modern day Haiti. Um, There's things where he's thought to have crushed certain rebellions of Native American people there. But during this time... He was pushed out of Christopher Columbus's crew, and but stayed in the good graces of King Ferdinand, the King of Spain. That's all that matters. That's all that matters at the end of the day. Yeah. So he, in the good graces, basically goes back to Spain, and in 1512 goes, I want to go and explore again. Now, there's a lot of things where people say that he didn't tell King Ferdinand that he he had heard these things about the Fountain of Youth and other kinds of treasure out there, and he just kind of brought up, well, get you rich and you know rich and powerful and some more land and get your resources. But 
a lot of people that, you know, they believe his intention was just to find the fountain of youth. To be fair, if you're like, you know, a rich and powerful king already. Yeah. Going out and sending somebody out to go and get you some more land and riches isn't really going to do you all that good. No. You know what's going to do you real good? A fountain of youth. A fountain that's going to bring you back to your youthful state. So his his contract to explore was basically to settle an island called Bamini. Okay. Um, which is where a suspected location for the Fountain of Youth is. Now, let me ask you this. Yeah. Did he know, because I know you mentioned it earlier that, you know, he had heard some tales. Yeah. He, at this point, he kind of did know that that was a possible location. He did. Okay. Yeah. So he had heard some things. I'll go into in a minute. I want to finish my, my story on little Ponte de Leon. Yeah, I'm okay. good with that. But um, yeah, so he, he gets his contract. He goes back. He's Mr. King Ferdinand's unaware, but Ponce de Leon is going back. So in March of 1513, he set sail with three ships. And he he ended up anchoring off the eastern coast of Florida. Um, on April 2nd, he okay. came ashore choosing the name La Floridia, Floridia, Florida, basically. Is that where the name comes from? Uh, because it's Easter in Spain, Easter season in Spanish, I, I guess. I can't confirm if that's actually where the name Florida came from. I mean, makes sense. Yeah. Um, but then he journeyed down through the Florida Keys and up the western coast of Florida where he was, you know, skirmishing the Indians, doing some conquistadoring. So, yeah. Okay, so even after he wasn't even trying to get the land and the riches and all that, he was still doing the conquistador thing? Yes. Okay. Um, so he, he was exploring there, went down the Keys of Florida, up the western coast, kind of back over to the uh, western coast for the Gulf Stream, uh, which provided to be the fast, you know, the fastest way back to... Uh, Europe. So, the where he settled in that area where he anchored oh, was it was Bimini. It was the island of Bimini. I mean, I would have figured so, considering that's where he was going. But well, thank know, you for the clarifying point, sir. Well, he said Florida, but it was like it was offshore. You know, the well, you island. said offshore Florida. To I'll be go fair. into the island in a minute. Thank you. I did say offshore. Wanted to go back to that. Um, eight years later, he returned. Ponce de Leon did. He was at more of the southwestern coast, kind of by uh, the Keys. And he was uh, basically contracted to establish a colony there. Yeah. Uh, well, he was shot by an arrow and died. That sucks. Yeah. It was like a bone arrow, right? And like the thigh. An Indian arrow. Yeah, he got shot in the thigh, if I recall, by an arrow, and then, uh, yeah, he got infected, and he passed away. They don't teach me that in England school. It's not that important. Of course not. Yes. Anyway. So, in 1535, Gonzalo Fernandez de Otavio um, kind of was like, he was a bit of a historian. He starts linking the Fountain of Youth with Ponce de Leon. Okay. And they're starting to connect some dots and they, they've heard these rumors by being in the 
with the native people out there and they're hearing stories about this and they start saying hearing that about certain islands like the island of Bamini um and certain places in Florida and he's starting to connect the dots that you know Mr. Ponce de Leon was trying to be a little selfish here and find this place by himself. But maybe he was trying to do it for the good of the kingdom. Uh, we will never know. No, we won't. So, it the, it was alive. The, this like the legend was alive in the Caribbean, and but it it wasn't really going anywhere until the Spanish seceded Florida in eighteen nineteen. And famous writers uh, in at the time, such as like Washington Irving, began portraying Ponce de Leon as a like a hapless and vain, and uh, someone who was just out to seek the the fountain of youth, because it was said that he was very like impotent, weak, and that's how they that's how he was depicted. Is that yeah. that was the reason he was searching so hard for this fountain was to cure his own ailments. But, I mean, I get that. But, I mean, if he does find it, he tells everybody about it as well. And also cures himself. I think that's a nice little reward for himself. Maybe he deserves that. Yeah. I don't think you're wrong. That's a nice think we way should, to look at it. I don't it. think we should demonize him for that. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, the stories kept coming around. By the early 20th century, the a statue of the explorer, Ponce de Leon, had been placed in the central plaza of Florida's oldest city, St. Augustine. Oh, and a nearby tourist attraction that pretended to be the actual fountain of youth is there. And I say it's worth it for us to roll by and take a sip. I'm just saying. To this day, you can still go there and you can drink the the water. <laughs> say less. They said it doesn't taste good and it smells like sulfur. Never mind. Not drinking <laughs> that. I think I heard that in Flint, Michigan as well. I'm going to go ahead and not do that. Yeah. So the St. Augustine one is not. The real fountain of youth. Yeah, it's a say. tourist attraction. I'm listen. I'm putting it out there. It's a tourist attraction. Okay. The U.S. government would not allow people to go there if it was the real fountain of youth. We'd be gatekeeping that. You know it. It'd be part of boot camp for <laughs> the army and stuff. <laughs> Take a sip. Yep. Then we'll train them from birth. Honest. Oh, like. That reminds me of like Halo, like the Spartan program. Yeah, we could have our own if we found the fountain. Dude, we got to go find the fountain of youth. Oh, we've got to we've got to re you know. So we got to bring back the stop process. Ponce de Leon's big thing that he heard was the island of Bamini, or Bemeni, which is Bemeni is said to be a mythical land, but Bamini is a real place. <laughs> So it's Sounds quite, like the same place. That's what I was saying, but like I'm like, I think they just twisted the name and was like a little bit like, hey, this is meant to be a mythical place where the fountain is, but this is pretty close. Maybe it's here. If you think they twisted that name, wait till I get to my part of my research. Okay. You're going to hear some twisted names. Okay. So basically when Ponce de Leon is first investigating it all, he's in the Bahamas or he hears from rumors from the the... The, like the native people that there's an island called Bamini to the northwest uh, of the Bahamas and it's the island of Bamini um it's it's confused with some other 
islands in the area originally. Obviously, there's a lot in the Caribbean. You know, you have different sort of tribes that were saying different things like uh, Haitians, Cuba, Puerto Rico. They all, but they all had similar stories of the island of Bimini and this fountain of youth there. So, the the what the, some of the stories are saying were like, oh, the it was a mangrove swamps, like it was salty, but it was like those loads and loads of minerals because of the fountain of youth in this pool. Um, so that's where the kind of it, you know, it came up on the island of me, which is a real place. May I add? Oh, it is a couple miles off of the western coast of Florida, and if I recall. It would actually be quite a nice place to vacation there. It would. Why don't we go there? Why don't we go out there um, and find it? Find the Fountain of Youth, and we won't tell nobody, to be honest with you. I'm down. Okay, yeah. I mean, all the minerals, at the very least, it's got to at least be good for your skin, even I, if it doesn't heal you. I agree. Good skincare routine. I agree. So there's two islands. There's the North and South Island of Bimini. They're very, you know tropical looking islands which i like sounds beautiful there is some there's a you can go there like dallas was saying i'm looking at some restaurants now there so he actually is yeah i can see it right now can we get back to the paranormal part wait i want to talk about the paranormal stuff here sir okay you can get you can go there. so there's loads of mangrove swamps there there's loads of stuff it fits the description for what the natives were saying about possible location of the um fountain of youth so like i said now there we've the island is colonized it's there's resorts there there's street like it's that's the epitome of colonization right there folks matt it said it best <laughs> there's if I resorts can get an all-inclusive <laughs> resort there it's been colonized it's been colonized so the island's been explored. It's not a big island. It's I think it's like um roughly six kilometers or that's the mangrove swamps cover six kilometers of the island of the North Shore, but the island itself is tiny. Like like in p- comparison to other when I was on Expedia looking up to book my uh business trip there. Yours or my, ours? my business trip. Um they said ours. you can walk you could walk around the island in a couple hours. Oh wow. So it's it's a small island. So I mean if your people are doing that then I'm going to be real. I think the island's being searched for, for the Fountain of Youth. So I don't know if that is one. It might be this mythical land that is a little bit away from it. Now, there is another island in the Bermini chain, which is not inhabited, which is quite interesting. And there is a Bermini beach there. Okay. Okay. I think there's other islands in that area that potentially we need to research and go and maybe investigate these islands. Let me throw something at you. Okay. And I could be totally off on this. So if I am as I was. Okay. How close is this area to the Bermuda Triangle? Well, I think that's worth looking into because if, maybe this is like a hotspot for just like some paranormal you, stuff. Do you remember our Bermuda Triangle episode? I do. Yeah. It was like by Cuba, right? It was from the south coast of Florida. Oh. To the island of Bermuda. Okay. And down into, yeah, basically Cuba, which 
coincidentally, this falls right in the middle no, of the Bermuda it Triangle. Does it? Dude. The Bahamas are, are in the Bermuda Triangle. And especially the, the good island. to know because I was gonna go to the Bahamas on my honeymoon and I decided not to and I'm glad because I'm not really trying to go into the Bermuda Triangle. I kind of like my quality of life the way it is, which is not completely Look, I'm gonna, disappeared I'm gonna show without the a trace. A little picture of the, the Bermuda You're Triangle lying. Like there to here up to here. So it's oh kind no, of that like, is straight up in the middle of the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah, so maybe the Fountain of Youth went disappeared in the Bermuda <laughs> Triangle. Maybe it only shows itself to worthy people like us. I know for a fact we are worthy, so. Yeah. Ponce? I don't know. Sorry, bud. You didn't make the cut. You died by an arrow. No. So that's the main story about the, you know, the Fountain of Youth being in the Caribbean. Okay. And Ponce de Leon himself. I like it. I uh, I like it as well. There's a lot of other theories and yeah. stories, like I mentioned at the start. I believe you have a interesting yeah, go ahead. tale for us. Tell us what you got. I believe you have an interesting <laughs> tale for us. So it's it's I do have a tale. I also have some other like um interesting tidbits about just different possibilities of the world where it could potentially be about. The only thing that kind of changes in this is it's not always a fountain. Sometimes it's like a spring as well. Yeah. So that's you know. I've also heard of ri- some as a story of a river. Yes, yes, and I that's part of mine. Oh, I'm sorry. Sorry to re- so, interrupt you. No, it's okay. So I want to say this first of all, guys. This is going to be rough because I can't even think of how to possibly pronounce this. I love it. Normally it's me on the other end of this. I know, but I went real old. I went into a Sumerian legend, which many of you might know, maybe you don't know. But when we started talking about the Fountain of Youth, this was the first thing that popped in my head, if you remember, Matt. I told you, I oh, do. I remember something from the Epic of Gilgamesh and him looking for some sort of like river or water. So it's actually true. The Epic of Gilgamesh was written by the Sumerians, and the, those were the first people to have like a written um, history. They're from Mesopotamia. And they talk about King Gilgamesh, and he was thought to have lived around 2700 B.C., and he embarks on a journey to find this um, utanapatism. That's definitely Sorry, not. Sorry, what was that? I, I actually cut out. What did you say? Utanapishtim. Utanapishtim. Ah, is that a scientific term? No. <laughs> it was an immortal human who they believed um, survived a biblical flood. So Can we rename him just to make it easier for the story? We could. We'll name him George. Okay, George. Yes. Yeah. So Gilgamesh finds George after this wild journey. It's a whole bunch of stuff that goes down. Too much to explain in just this, right? It's an epic. It is. It is literally an epic. And George tells Gilgamesh that there's this plant. It's far away. And it lives at the mouth of a river. Well, multiple rivers. At, and at the bottom of the seas. So it's like this... Um, it's this thing that thrives in that kind of like watery aquatic area. Like a swamp on yes. marshland. And it is the source of immortality. Gilgamesh actually finds this place, oh. goes straight into the water, takes the plant, but a snake smells it, snatches it away and escapes with the plant. How? Dare. Which is why Gilgamesh is, is not alive today. You know what I also think is interesting about that? What? I didn't find this in the research, and this literally just kind of came to me right now. Oh, it's a vision. A snake 
you know, snatches this plant from Gilgamesh. The snake's immortal. Well, no. Well, we'll get to that. Okay. But this thing that's supposed to make Gilgamesh immortal, a snake presented itself to Eve in the Garden of Eden. Ooh. Right? Where they were supposed to be able to live happily and forever with no sins and whatever. All that good stuff. Gives her the apple and takes away their ability to be, you know, non-sinners and to never sin and to live happily forever and be, you know, knowledgeable and all that good stuff. So a snake is really the enemy of immortality. Across two completely different, I'm not going to say religions, but two completely different stories, right? That is kind of interesting if you ask me. That is. So I I like that one. I liked Gilgamesh. Have a little bit more. Okay. I'm I'm intrigued. It's not about him, though. Is that okay? I guess that's fine. So everybody knows there's a lot of Roman mythology and stories about the gods and all that. So the Roman god Jupiter allegedly turns his lover juventa into a water nymph and then into a fountain that puts her in a fountain that rejuvenates those who bathe in its water hmm. that's why juventa is referred to as the goddess of youth hmm. i don't know just a small little tidbit right there it's funny because they refer to the soccer team of juventus as the old lady do they actually they do maybe that's maybe it's because even though she's old she's still youthful which is why she can still play yeah, soccer maybe did you ever think about that no. So I'm going to rapid fire off. Well, not really that rapidly. There's a there's a good amount of meat to each one of these things I'm about to talk about. But the next area that we're going into is actually going to be Greece and like Greek mythology. So Macedonian. Huh? Macedonian. Okay. Just pointing it out there. It's Greek right here. Okay. Sir, according to the research. Okay. I'm going to assume that the person that wrote this knows more than you. Okay. Even if it was you, I would still say they know more than you. Go ahead. Okay. So the Greek historian um, Herodotus, who's like, you know, the person who allegedly like wrote down all the history for them. Okay. I didn't think that's where you're going. So yes, this is Greek. Yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Did you think I was talking about Alexander the Great? Like, yes. I don't know. He's Macedonian. Yes. Thanks. I went to primary school as well, sir. <laughs> and that's about where I peaked. <laughs> That's why I'm a paranormal investigator now and not a lawyer like I wanted to be. Sorry, continue your story. I know we're getting sidetracked here. That was good. So in um, his retelling, well, not retelling, but his his book in 425 BCE, which is the history of the Greco-Persian War, there's this mention of a um, a fountain of youth. And he writes of these Persian spies who are visiting um, these African people called the Macrobians. Did you come across this in your research? No, because I strictly stayed to Latin America and the Caribbean. So when they're talking about the Macrobians, they're most likely talking about Ethiopians or Somalis. This is just based off of the area that they're describing, of course. Eastern Africans. Um, Sure, if that's where that's at. Yeah. So the king of the Macrobians allegedly said that his people's strength come from their diet of boiled meat and milk. When the Persians went over there, they saw that these Ethiopians were living to the ages of like 120. Wow. So the king took them to this fountain where they would wash their hands and all the stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And they'd find flesh that was like all glossy and sleek. And that, that scent coming from that water source smelled of like violets. Oh, which is interesting. That is interesting. Now getting back to what you were talking about, 
Alexander the Great. Mm. So here's the thing about Alexander the Great. He ain't around, so obviously he didn't find this, but... But he didn't die because of old age. True. So we don't know. He could have found it, and... This is true, because he died at a very young age, but he died because he allegedly got poisoned. But allegedly in 323 BCE, he was searching for a river that would heal the effects of aging. There's different versions of this, but in the Alexander romance, which is like this um, retelling of his life with like honestly romanticized stories, mm-hmm. um, they start searching this water within the land of darkness. And Could this be the river sticks? What's that? The river sticks? The river sticks. Dykes? Sticks? No. No? Okay. No. There's multiple tales though, to be fair. So. They're searching for it and they allegedly find it in a place of eternal light. There's another tale where, where they travel to Africa and him and his men do reach this idyllic river. They camp there and his men who hunted birds and fish for dinner start cleaning the animals by the river and the water kind of splashes on them and brings them back to life. What? The fish swam away. The, the birds straight dipped out, if you will. And yeah, so that's interesting. It was Alexander the Great's opinion that this water must have came from the Garden of Eden. There are some accounts of people stating... funny that it happens because we just talked about a snake in the Garden of Eden. I know, I know. And there's there's some accounts that the Garden of Eden might be in, I think it's Iraq, um, between the Tigris and the Euphrates, if I recall properly. And he talks about the fact that they're also by a river. Oh. Just something to point out. And he says right here that he's in Africa. Well, that is the northern part of that continent. Yeah. So it all does kind of tie in. It seems weird, but it does kind of tie in. It does. It's definitely worth mentioning. Because we just went through talking about like Africa and some of that mm-hmm. stuff with in terms of like the Greek side of things, yes. because it does come up. I want to bring up some of the stuff from Ethiopia as well. So in 1165, there's this document called the letter of Prester John. Yes. May or may not have been forged. I can't confirm or deny. <laughs> Allegedly though, it was sent by a Christianized African King to the leader of the Byzantine empire hmm. and saying in his land, it could be in India or Ethiopia, but still in that general vicinity that there's this magical fountain that turned people back to the ripe age of 32. So I don't know if they thought 32 was like, the perfect age, age, but I mean, it is a pretty good age. How would you know? I don't know. I didn't even know they lived that long back then. I thought they died at 25. What you don't know is I keep bathing in this fountain and I'm 200 years old. That explains a lot. Yes. Cause you say some shit that really seems out of touch. Yes. <laughs> okay. So, uh, you know, Prester John, this alleged immortal priest, you know, king of Ethiopia became basically the reason for European exploration of the African coast. Wow. Yeah. But if this guy was around now, he'd regret that decision. (laughs) (laughs) Don't say, don't hear any of his canceled. Stop. I'm going to ask you to stop right there. In 1497, um, Portugal, the king of Portugal, Vasco da Gama, um, actually sent some explorers out there and uh yeah they didn't find anything about prester john but they did find this another ruler names and they said it was a violent 
scented spring as well. Maybe maybe we need to start doing some research into violet. Yeah, I mean it's it's came up twice. It's funny because Ethiopia was the only con- country in Africa that wasn't colonized. I wonder. I mean, maybe it's, it's a because factor. they had the fountain of youth. People have been looking in Florida and in Bemini this whole time. Maybe they were in the maybe wrong it's area. Maybe it's Ethiopia. I don't think it's far fetched. I don't either. So yeah, I mean, I like that. That's good. I'm going to. I'd rather go to Bemini to search though. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's a little bit more beautiful. I'm just be. I'm trying to kind of stay in this area. I have another one from Istanbul, but before we get to Istanbul, I want to talk about India for a second, okay? okay? Because allegedly there's also a fountain of youth in India. So this is documented in the memoirs um, of John Mandeville called The Travels of Sir John Mandeville. And these memoirs are from 1357 to 1371. Okay. They don't know who wrote it, but it was written in French. Okay. So Sir John visits this land in Palombe, which is apparently modern day Kalam, India. I wouldn't have known that because I don't know geography like that. But at the foot of this mountain, which apparently um, is the ba- is backdropped by this city, there's this great wall or great well, sorry. And it has the scent of spices. Every hour it takes the aroma of a different spice. Ooh, that's cool. So apparently if you drink from it three times, all of your sicknesses are cured. You'll always seem young. And they all, apparently if you go there, it appears that people are younger. They look younger. Something worth mentioning. So it's in the area. There seems to be a lot of stuff right here. There. Yeah. So I like that. I do like that. I like that. And I'm going to backtrack. So I did bring up um, a possible spot in Istanbul. Okay. There's a few different narratives for this. Um, this is from Ottoman writings at the time. I'm going to skip. I'm just going to straight up skip some of these Persian phrases for the fountain of youth because I've got a bunch of them, but I wouldn't, I just, I can't say it without insulting someone. Mm, okay. But the Curon actually references this thing called the water of life in the story of Moses. So Moses and his friend Joshua are seeking a person who has innate science that apparently cannot be obtained through the Lord or through hard work, but is only obtained through the Lord. So that's kind of a common theme in religion, which we've talked about, which is there's certain powers that it doesn't matter what you do. The only way to get it is for it to be bestowed upon you from a God or from God. So this person is named Kidur, I believe is how you would say that. And they found him at the places where two seas meet. I want to bring this up again. It says seas. Could this be rivers? It's in Istanbul, which is in Turkey. But Istanbul, like is there is two seas that meet there. I'm just saying it, this, it's this the thing Mediterranean with two, black sea. I'm, I'm just saying <laughs> there's this thing with two bodies of water that meet. That okay. is the same across a bunch of stories. I'm not saying it's the Tigris or Euphrates. Okay. I'm saying it's this like common theme where it's two bodies of water that meet. This also came up in Gilgamesh where yeah. the sea meets the rivers. Mm. So mm-hmm. just, just throwing it out there. Okay? okay. When they find him at this place, they find like these dried or dead fish. They jump into the water and swim away. 
Wow. What you didn't even seem interested. You just said wow. Well, I was gonna, I was gonna make a a joke to kind of, but I, you ruined it, dude. It's okay. You weren't even gonna say anything interesting about it. I was it. gonna say, of course, the fish jumped in the river and swam away. It was dead and dried out. Yes, it was out of water. <laughs> it was dead and dried okay. out. All right, you're really bugging me right now. <laughs> I'm going to go to my my last one. Allegedly. And this is the only thing that I found in this area that refers to it being like out of the areas that we've been talking about. Okay. okay. Which is in Japan. <gasps> okay. Lafcadio Hearn was somebody who collected like Japanese fairy tales in 1898. But they this released is a fairy tale. It could be, honestly. Oh. I'm not going to lie to you. It honestly could be. But he, they released a story in, in this volume of tales that he collected called The Fountain of Youth. And it the difference between this and the European idea is that it's not something that can be like found deliberately. This is something you have to kind of stumble upon and need, right? Hmm. So in this version, like the story goes that there's this old woodcutter who happens upon a cool, clear stream in the forest. He drinks from it and finds that he's young again. His bald head is covered in hair. We got to get this for Carl. His wrinkles are gone. (laughs) And he now tells his wife to drink from here. He waits for her to come, but she never does. She drank too deeply the water. And unfortunately, it worked a little too good. Uh Uh-oh. And she became an infant. (laughs) (laughs) that's what everyone imagines when you found a youth you know like you drink and you become like a baby again yeah basically so yeah i mean we've got a bunch of different areas you know what i like about these stories like japan rome you know what do they have in common Mm. they love their spa houses and taking baths do they yeah i know rome but does japan yeah, like they would do like like mineral baths and stuff like that. And I wonder if it has something to do with like either them just wanting to take baths and people say like, "Oh, like yeah, we we bathe in this water and it keeps us youthful." And then the stories have like spun out of control. Yeah. I see I see or where you're going with that. If it's the other way around where they've they're Culture has stories about this so that they try and recreate this and take baths. I, I mean, yeah, I could definitely see that it could, this could be basically like a scar of some of the previous, you know, heritage and culture definitely could be that. And they're trying to bring that back and recreate it. But maybe, you know, maybe we just don't believe in things anymore. Yeah, maybe, maybe people are like, let's not end on a sad note. I know that's pretty sad, but it is true. People don't believe in anything. What's that happy note at the end? The fountain of youth is real. I shall live forever. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Yeah. I mean, I liked it. I liked it. What what are, what are your thoughts with it all? Actually? I think this could be for, uh, Ooh, this is what I'd call a cryptid location. A cryptid location. Yeah. We like hitting the locations for sure. I think it's for sure. I think it's a real place. I don't think it's, think so. it might be a, it might probably won't be, you know, bringing people back. And it's probably just like 
a healthy bath with good minerals in it. Yeah, I mean, people looking young. When you have a good skincare routine, you shine, right? Yeah. Maybe these minerals and and all that stuff in the water rejuvenates you. Maybe with all, you know what? Actually, I got a theory. All of the theories, two waters are meeting or salty mangroves, like brackish water. Maybe it's these minerals with like the salt water kind of mix combined. So that helps rejuvenate skin. And I that's see why it. they're all there. And that's why they keep coming around. And that's why the stories are all over the world and not yeah. just in one spot. So mineral heavy water and salty water is kind of, kind of abrasive, right? Yeah. Maybe that abrasion scratches off like some like the dry skin, old skin. Yeah, maybe. Makes you look a little bit newer. And then the minerals, maybe, you know, you get some of the minerals in your skin. It kind of is like a little wonder drug right there. Yeah. I agree with you. I think that there probably is something. I don't think it makes you young again. And I don't think it brings you back to life. No. But I think. Not at all. Yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting one. I liked it. I did as well. It was fun. It was. There was more to it than I thought. I really didn't know anything much past. Um, Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, basically. No, <laughs> much past the uh, Ponce de Leon story. Wow. That's all I really knew about for the Fountain of Youth. I didn't know that there Hopefully. was anything else to it. Hopefully, you all also learned something today. Hopefully. Thank you for listening. We appreciate every single one of you. Always love if it. If you enjoy us, please leave us a review. Yes, or we haven't rating. been asking for, for that for a minute now. But, but yes, it helps. It massively lot. helps you, when you guys leave us the reviews. Um, it helps us get higher and higher up in the uh, recommended page. Yeah. i got to work these algorithms. Please. Please. Thank get you again. There. Thank you, Have guys. a good night or day or morning. Or whenever you're listening. Yes. Yes.